Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And I was guilty of that. And I feel like as my girls grew up, I didn't really even realize it. And if you asked me about myself, the first thing I would have told you was I'm a mom of four girls. And besides that, nothing about me is too interesting. (laughs) So, you know, and and I think when your kids are little and it's like, it takes all that energy and capacity, you're just focusing on, you know, raising them and keeping everybody alive each day and healthy. And what happened for me as my daughters is probably as they became teenagers, And as they started having independent lives and they started wanting to be with their friends more, and I was no longer the center of their universe, I realized that they were still the center of my universe. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. And I think you're going to love today's guest. You are just listening to a short clip from my friend, Carrie Kompakis, who is a breath of fresh air. We are kind of continuing in a theme that I think kind of got kicked off with Mother's Day as we had Kirsten Watson with us talking about sis, take a breath. And then last week, Nicole Zazowski was such an encouragement. Thank you for the feedback on both of those episodes. And then today we get to talk one more time, just really an encouraging message for the moms in the busyness of motherhood and all the things we juggle. We have Carrie Kompakis with us to talk about her new book called More Than a Mom, How Prioritizing Your Wellness Helps You and your family thrive. And I know this is a topic that is so relevant to all of us. It's the kind of stuff we talk about with girlfriends over coffee. It is a challenge. And we are all doing different things, whether you work outside the home or in the home. 
taking care of family members and life and all of our responsibilities, and then trying to take care of ourselves. We know it's important. We know that we are better parents and better at everything when we're healthy, but how do we fit that in? Well, Carrie tackles that, and I can't wait for her to share some of these nuggets with all of us in today's interview. Now, Carrie is not a stranger to the Boy Mom Podcast. You've heard her here before, though she is a mom to four girls. Uh, She has been with us. I've even shared a guest episode from her podcast, which is called The Girl Mom Podcast. So I'll be linking to all of that as well as her book. Her viral blog post that I love, and all the places you can follow her. All of that will be found in show notes, which you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode 158. So, guys, I don't want to say much more. I'm excited to dive into this one. I hope you can pour a cup of tea or coffee, or maybe if you're going out for a walk, take a nice deep breath and just be encouraged by Carrie's darling Southern accent and the words that she's sharing in today's interview. And I'll have a few final words to say at the end. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks for having me back on. I was going to say, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. That's right. You are one of my favorite people. And I've been so excited to just get to chat with you, especially about this new book, which I think is one of the prettiest books. I just keep holding it up to my family and like, isn't this the prettiest book? But we're Mm going to talk about something really special that I think every boy and girl mom needs to get their hands on. um, And just this message that God has given you. But before we do, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to those who haven't met you or don't know about you and tell us where you are and about your family and what you do. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you for having me back on. I just love any excuse to get to have a conversation with you. Um, I've written four books. So this is my my fourth book. Um, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. We have four daughters. My husband, Harry, and I have four daughters. The oldest one is a freshman in college, and then two are in high school, and the youngest is in sixth grade, about to go to the middle school next year. So I started writing, I guess my first book came out in 2014, and that was when my girls were younger. I wrote a book for teen girls called 10 Ultimate Truths Girls Should Know. That was followed up by another book for teen girls. Um, It was a great experience. It really just expanded my heart for girls and mothers. And I was getting to meet a lot of families. And um, during that time, I'd have moms, you know, ask me, when are you going to write a book for us? And in my head, I'm thinking, never, because I love my mom friends. But, you know, I thought that teenagers were an easier audience than moms. And so I just thought maybe maybe 20 years from now. But um, but as my daughters became teenagers and I started struggling as a mom and I also realized how fortunate I was to be able to meet all the, the counselors and, you know, high school principals and priests and pastors and just these moms in different communities who helped shape my parenting and helped me figure out my way through some of the struggles I faced. I was like, I really wanted to create a resource to help other moms get through those struggles, too, and to learn how to, to parent your teenage daughter while also loving her. So that led to the third book, which came out in 2020, Love Her Well. And then the latest one is called More Than a Mom. And this one is really about, it's a parenting book, but it's really about taking care of yourself as a mother and getting yourself in a good place to be a more effective parent for your family. Mm. Okay. There are so many things I want to touch on just in that introduction alone. First of all, everyone listening had to be thinking, at least a few of you, 
your four girls and my four boys are pretty similar in age. So yes, we have had those conversations. Like, when are we all going to meet? Because I could see some really great arranged marriages here. Because yes. I'm I'm a big believer in arranged marriages. Yes, especially when the moms get to do the choosing. Totally, totally. And and one of my sons has said he would trust me to choose. So that was a wow. huge compliment. Now yes. he's a little older now. He may change his mind. But uh, also... Those books that you wrote for teenage girls, uh, I have had my boys, my older boys have read uh, one of those because I just think that the wisdom in there and that this is the book liked, and I'm going to link to all all your books in the show notes, but, um, but definitely your wisdom and the way you approach these things that kids are dealing with so practically and with so much humility, it's just solid. So everyone listening, whether you're raising boys or girls, Carrie has really done some great work. Also, I'd love to mention you have written some incredible blog posts. And so we'll link to some of your most popular blog posts that I just think everyone should read. Just so good. So I felt like you and I have kind of lived these parallel writing lives where we're, we're, we're on the same road together, even though we're so far apart. So someday I'm going to meet you in person. I can't wait. (laughs) Yes. I I think it might happen. Maybe I'll make a trip to Hawaii and we'll make that happen. I yes, think I, I, so. I'm the same way. I have people email me all the time. Is there, you know, resources like you, but for raising boys? And I'm like, yes, I've got the perfect person for you, my friend Monica. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I love that our work is similar, but just a little bit different in the approach. That's right. Raising that's girls right. versus boys. Yes. Well, I've always had the dream of doing something together. So who knows what the future will hold? Well, we've also talked before you wrote this book about the topic from your newest book, um, and about the importance as moms, as you and I walk through things and face challenges and, and listen to those who, um, we know online, how important it is to take care of ourselves and yet how hard it can be because we're so busy taking care of everyone else. And so it's oftentimes we are put way down on that priority list. And so I'm so glad you tackled this. And as I read it, I got to read an early copy and I was just nodding throughout the book, because I think you tackle so many important things that everyone's going to relate to, but it's not just, you're not just sharing it in a way that like we can all commiserate together. You've, you've got some practical ideas and some helpful things because you haven't just walked through it in a struggle way. You've actually found some success overcoming some of the challenges and taking care of yourself and having a healthy walk through this season of motherhood. So I'm just going to dive in and throw out a few of my favorite points and topics, and I'm going to let you just kind of speak to that so everyone listening can be encouraged right away and then hopefully people can get your book as well. So more than a mom, motherhood is monumental. You talk about that. We agree. It is such an important role, but let's just talk a little bit about, about why it is that we need to see ourselves as more than a mom. Talk about identity and how we can fall into that trap of just being a mom. Yes. And you probably can relate to this having four boys that I just feel like that was, that was my identity for, for years. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an all in personality anyway. You know, mm-hmm. we, as moms, we were, we're willing to fail at anything in life, but not motherhood, you know, like this mm-hmm. is the one area. And, yeah. and I think it's fascinating that women tend to find their identity in motherhood and men tend to find their identity in work. And I often think about this. I see it when I'm talking to a woman and I introduce my husband to her husband and they're having their own conversation. And within 60 seconds, they know what each one does for a living. They might have exchanged business cards. They have each other's numbers. But, you know, I mean, that's where men tend to find their identity. And I think with women, we tend to find it motherhood. 
And I was guilty of that. And I feel like as my girls grew up, I didn't really even realize it. And if you asked me about myself, the first thing I would have told you was I'm a mom of four girls. And Mm -hmm. besides that, nothing about me is too interesting. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, and and I think when your kids are little and it's like, it takes all that energy and capacity Mm -hmm. and you're just focusing on, you know, raising them and keeping everybody alive each day and healthy. Totally. And what happened for me as my daughters is probably as they became teenagers, And as they started having independent lives and they started wanting to be with their friends more and I was no longer the center of their universe, Mm -hmm. I realized that they were still the center of my universe. So I see, I think this is what happens with a lot of moms. Your child becomes 12 or 13. They have all their hormones and big thoughts going on. The relationship is changing, which is why I wrote Love Her Well. But for moms, a lot of times it's that sadness that you feel them pulling away. Mm. Now, as as moms with older kids, we see how it's a good thing. I see like my relationship is better now than it was five years ago with my oldest. But it's scary when it's the first Mm -hmm. time and you don't know where that's headed. And so I felt like my kids were, they were getting their own life. And yet my life was totally wrapped up in them. And the more I was clinging to them and trying to not want things to change, the more it just pushed them away and hurt our relationship. So that was part of my wake up call is like, okay, I have got to pull back a little bit, still be available for them, still be the mom they need me to be. But I've got to go back and reinvest in my marriage because I'd put it on Mm -hmm. the back burner. I'd put my friendships on the back burner. Mm. I put a lot of things, you know, on the back burner so that I could focus on my kids. And it really created that opportunity for me to have a fuller life. And I found a lot of joy in these adult relationships. And Mm -hmm. little did I know I would need those adult relationships as my kids did be really get into the thick, thick of the teenage years. And they're not always making you feel good. You know, they've mm-hmm. sometimes they're not treating you well or they're going through a hard time and you're not getting that joy and affection in return. Mm-hmm. And so I think we've really got to look to other places as adults and not only find our identity as, as a child of God and finding our worth there, but also having that adult village, those people who love us, who see the truth about how hard we're working, even if our family doesn't see it. And I think that is the only way we can go back and love our children well, like I talked about in my last book. The only way we can love them like God loves us, like we're loving them and pursuing their heart, regardless of whether they're loving us back, is if we're strong, if we've got that inner strength and the Holy Spirit working inside of us. And so I think that that's how it does affect our family. When we get ourselves well and we expand our horizons and just get ourselves healthy beyond just being a mother, it's going to affect everybody in a positive way. Oh my goodness. So true. So true and so good. And and I do hear, and I'm sure you do too, from the mom's whose kids are maybe launching and they're like, I just realized that I, I I don't really have anything of my own. I don't even remember who I was before kids. So I, I love that for those who can read this and hear this message now while kids are still growing up, another benefit to that is when that day comes that they launch, you're not sitting there looking in the mirror going, who am I? But hopefully then you've got those relationships established and those hobbies or interests or work life to fill you because it can be a really sad day. Otherwise that empty nest doesn't have to be so sad, but it can be. So I love the emphasis on that early on and you touched on it already, but let's talk a little bit more about those, those mom relationships, why we need a safe place to process. Tell us what you would recommend for those looking for relationships right now. Yes. You know, I I feel like the older I get, my biggest prerequisite or what what I realize is so important in a friendship is really sharing similar values Mm -hmm. and a similar mindset because your friends are the people who are going to be advising you 
And mm-hmm. it, you know, I know when I'm looking for advice, I want somebody who's coming from the fa- same faith standpoint as I am, because mm-hmm. you can ask five different people for advice and you'll get five <laughs> different answers. Amen. And, um, and I think we all know you got certain friends, you know, there are certain friends that are great. They're the fun friend. They'll always want to go to dinner. Certain friends are, you know, if you need to figure out a dress to wear, they're going to help you with that. Certain <laughs> friends, if you need a little nugget of wisdom, you call them. But I, I think the mistake that we make as moms sometimes is we need our age and stage friends. You know, we need those, mm. we need our friends who are in a similar situation as we are. Maybe our kids are in the same grade, same school. So we need those age and stage friends. But I think we try to limit ourselves to that. We think our mm. friend squad should all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. We should all be moms at the same school. But then you're thinking, but I'm not connecting with any of the moms at my kid's school. So mm-hmm. something's wrong with me. And mm-hmm. I really am like, you know, you really can find great friends anywhere. And uh, my kids laugh at me. I mean, I talk to people and it's the writer in me when I'm picking up a cake or I'm checking out the grocery store. I'm constantly talking to people. But (laughs) I've made a lot of friendships like that, just randomly talking to people outside my daily circle. And so, you know, one example is there's a um, a woman in our neighborhood. She nannies for a family down the street. My daughter's got to know her when they babysat for the kids. And she has been so sweet to my daughters. And so we kind of developed a friendship because I'd see her just drive as I was driving down the street and She'd brag on my children. And when my daughter went off to school, she did a little cake and pizza party with the little girls mm. that she babysits, brought, brought them over here. We had this long conversation. We've been to lunch again. And so we're sharing things from our lives. And it's so awesome because she's, I consider her a good friend. She's so mm. wise. And yeah. it's outside that typical circle. So yep. I think that if moms are just, if you open up your mind a little bit, um, you know, it might be your neighbor across the street who's 10 years older than you mm-hmm. or your neighbor down the road that's 10 years mm-hmm. younger than you that you can find good friendships and good people anywhere, but really just looking for people who are kind, who are Mm -hmm. loyal, who have similar values to you and, um, you know, who are empathetic and who you just can be honest with that you can be honest and it's not going to turn them away, that they're willing Mm -hmm. to, to walk through that pain and that suffering with you and not judge you in the process. I love that. You mentioned somebody 10 years older, and I think oftentimes those are the ones that I found find to be most valuable because they've probably walked through things and seen the other side and they can encourage you that it's going to get better. You're going to make it through. So some of the women a few years older in our church is, you know, where I turn to when I really uh, know that I need some support and some wisdom. That is so good. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying this conversation. I want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is Sarah's Spanish School. So Sarah's Spanish School is an online Spanish school where Sarah brings Spanish to life using science experiments, cooking, songs, crafts, and more. She is darling and so much fun. So Sarah is a Christian. She's a wife and a mom, and she has this online program that is just really, really well done. She's got so much energy. Your kids are going to love her. And while it's still May, I just have to tell you that Sarah is offering free unlimited Spanish classes for the entire month of May. Now the classes are live and interactive, but you can also get a lifetime access to all the class recordings. So though we're getting a little further into May now, you don't want to wait. Check it out and you can get caught up on the classes that you've missed. And then you can find out all the other things Sarah offers, which are so great. Now there's no credit card required. It's really a hundred percent free. So this is an opportunity I don't want you to miss. I will have a link in show notes, but you can also go straight over to Sarah's Spanish.com forward slash the boy mom. Again, I'm going to say Sarah's Spanish. So there's two S's in the middle there. Sarah's Spanish.com forward slash the boy mom. And you can find out everything she has to offer. Um, we're doing it. 
and we're enjoying it so much. So hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. And now we're going to go back to the show. Okay, now I want to hop to a topic that I just agree has come up so much. You mentioned that in your book, but you talk about kind of this movement of self-love and self-care. And I think there is such a, a kind of fine line there as we are wanting to take care of ourselves, you and I both. Um, but then we've got this culture that really focuses on self-love. Speak to that for me. <laughs> yes. you know, And that's what several readers have said. Like, I never thought about that, that mm-hmm. I, when it comes to self-care, it, we tend to go to extremes. We, we mm-hmm. can either venture towards self-worship or wellness can be self-worship and we're prioritizing it maybe too much. Or we can think that's selfish to do that. And so we go yeah. to self-neglect. And mm-hmm. so when I'm thinking of it at this stage, my, my oldest daughter is almost 20. And I'm like, what do I want her to be like as a mom? Like when I'm modeling right now, this might be her in 10 or 15 years. And so mm-hmm. I'm really thinking, do I want her doing these things to herself, this negative self-talk like I am? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Do I want her to think that she doesn't have a purpose beyond motherhood? No, I would not want that for her. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important to think about. I so appreciate that because I think that sometimes when I'm online scrolling through social media or whatever, I, I get concerned because I do see moms who want to take care of themselves. And of course, you and I agree with that. But there's this indulgence. There's this this emphasis on whatever feels good in the moment. It's kind of a medicating or an escaping rather than what's actually going to make me better. So somebody might say, oh, just go out with your girlfriends, have a few drinks, when really what you need is some good therapy. You know, maybe right. what you really yeah. need. Yes, a, a good yes. walk in nature. And yes. so I think it's important to really consider what is going to help me the most and what just is going to feel good in the moment because there is a difference there. Yes. And I have a therapist friend. We've talked about this and and she's like, you know, massage and different things like that. Those are all great, but they aren't necessarily going to give you the extra bandwidth that you need as mm-hmm. a parent. And I yep. think that's what we really need to think about is what's going to give me extra bandwidth, you know, what's going to last 100%. beyond a few days. And Absolutely. I think with our generation, and I do compare it to our, our daughters and our son's generation, I think they're a little bit, their idea of self-care is different than ours. I mean, ours, mm-hmm. when I think of self-care, the reason I always was like, I don't need that because I thought it was luxury vacations and massages <laughs> and chocolate and all those traditional ideas. Which, are, now, which sound great. But. Yes, which are great, which we all, we all need these things, you know, sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I have a friend in Atlanta and she was telling me that her daughter and her friends that they have, they've declared Friday night as their self-care night. They, they stay mm-hmm. home, they take baths, they just relax, they do some things they need to catch up on. And then Saturday night is their girl's night. And I mm-hmm. thought that is the difference between their generation and our generation. They just realize that it's a matter of restoring yourself, of increasing yeah. that bandwidth, of catching mm-hmm. your breath, of pausing. And we mm-hmm. think it's these things that we have to go, you know, plan and it has to be expensive and it's a luxury. But really mm-hmm. it's about incorporating just healthy rhythms into our life. It might be, you know, like for me, I've realized I need my sleep. And so with some just of my say books, that. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a top priority. And you know, yes. when I was a younger mom and I was writing my first books, I mean, there were times when I was getting four or five hours of sleep a night. Mm-hmm. But I was grumpy. I was snapping at my kids. Mm-hmm. I was irritable. And I remember thinking, I will never be an author who releases a book every year. Mm-hmm. I will that's just not me. It takes me mm-hmm. too long to do it. It affects my wellness. It affects the way I treat people. It it makes mm-hmm. me not so great of a mom. And so mm-hmm. I've had to learn that about myself. And that means making, bringing down my expectations of what I can produce and not mm-hmm. being so hard on myself and, yeah. you know, have this t- type A driven personality. And when you mm-hmm. live in a country like America that has that hustle culture to begin with too, you know, that can be a dangerous combination, but I've realized that's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for my family. 
And so part of self-care for me is accepting my limitations and just trusting that God will do what he wants to do with what I can, what, what I can offer at the time. I love that. That is so important. Whatever you're doing in life, I think keeping that perspective. And and my husband and I were actually just talking about that yesterday and about how really a key to that too is to not allow yourself to get into the comparison trap because somebody else might be able to crank out a book a year or whatever it is you do at, for a job or you know that you enjoy. That's fine. I have to be okay saying, you know what, I need to stay connected with my family. And if that means a book every four or five years, then so be it. I need to be who God called me to be and not even look around and say what somebody else doing. So I think that's huge. I love it. Okay. Next, I want you to just touch briefly on what you talk about the five most common lies that moms believe. Yes, there are probably a million lies, but, yes. <laughs> um, but and I'd love for you to add to this list too. But uh-huh. one is that self care is selfish; that mm-hmm. it's taking time away from our family. And I mm-hmm. think if you look at it the right way, it's not. It's about making you your your better self so that you can mm-hmm. come back healthier and more energized for your family. Amen. Uh, another big lie we believe is I'm failing and my, I'm ruining my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we take that short term perspective or our child messes up or something happens and we automatically Mm -hmm. blame ourselves because again, Mm -hmm. we're finding our identity in motherhood and we're taking everything personally, which Mm -hmm. granted we have a huge influence on our children and their choices, but they also have free will. They are, they are sinners just like we are. They are broken Mm -hmm. people. They're going to make mistakes. And so, you know, if we want to walk through those mistakes with them well and be, you know, like the compassionate father in the story, the the prodigal son, you know, Mm -hmm. we have got to kind of, detached, like not finding our identity in them and looking at that short-term thing and just, you know, beating ourselves up because if we're parenting from a place of defeat, it's, it's never going to go well. Yes. Um, Another lie we tell ourselves is that it all depends on me. And so Mm -hmm. I've got to micromanage and control everything. (laughs) And we forget that there's a sovereign God who is in control. And even if things don't go the way we hope or planned, then he's Mm -hmm. going to create a way and he's going to create a path. And I'm finding even with our children, it's so important to have that in mind and have that mentality Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. sometimes their dreams don't come true. They work hard and it doesn't work out. And so Mm -hmm. if we're panicking over that, then they're Mm -hmm. going to panic too. Mm. So good. And then another one that we believe is that my needs don't matter or, you know, my needs don't matter as much as my family's needs. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just that can get us into a lot of trouble. I I have friends my age and they have some serious health diagnosis yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, kicking themselves. I'm like, if I'd gone to the doctor two years earlier, three years yeah. earlier, it would not be in this condition. And so, mm-hmm. um, but it's so hard because our yeah. needs just don't feel as important as our children's yes. needs. And we don't have that extra time. Yes. Yes. And then I think the biggest lie we believe is that, you know, I, basically my best days are behind me. And I think with parenting, mm-hmm. it can really feel like that sometimes that there's mm-hmm. just hopeless and that, you know, my peak parenting experience was parenting these little kids and always wanting to go back. And mm-hmm. I'm just so much more of the mindset, like, yes, enjoy every season. It's so sweet when they're younger, but we always have something to look forward to and that mm-hmm. every season has new blessings and God will reveal yeah. new blessings and just always have that hope, be moving forward with hope and knowing mm-hmm. that our relationship with our children is changing and we are changing, but it can all get better if we just yeah. trust the process. Mm, that's so good. I mean, just even that how easy it is for me to 
have those moments of reflection where I get sentimental and I try to remember, you know, I've got two away in college now and I'm like, oh, remember when they were just little and things we did. And then I look over and I see I have an 11 year old and I'm like, wait, <laughs> don't, don't miss him. Like you, one day you're going to look back and reminisce on this, or even I'm going to look back and remember the college days and how sweet those days were. So I think we forget that what we're living in right now will one day be what we look back on. Yes. I, I really do love that perspective. And I love that you talk to about being the adult in the parent-child relationship, because I know how many times I have been childlike in my own parenting. You know, I, I get sucked into the drama or the fits when kids were little, you know, they're throwing a fit and I find myself throwing a fit and I'm like, wait a minute, right? <laughs> who's, the who's the child and who's the adult? <laughs> and so I love that you talk about equipping yourself to be the adult and be a better mentor, guide and advisor. Talk about parenting with more dignity and, and just being thoughtful instead of reacting what it looks like to gather yourself, regroup, and parent as an adult. Just expand on that a little bit for us. Yes. You know, and, and you and I probably think a lot about this because of the season that our oldest kids are in. I mean, it, that's your connection with your older children is you're more of an advisor and a mentor and a guide. And the challenge as our kids go up is grow up is they have a thousand voices they can listen to. Mm-hmm. They have a many choices of who's mm-hmm. going to be their, their advisor and their guide. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, my nature is to be overreactive and emotional and anxious, mm-hmm. but if that's my automatic response, I'm not going to be that guide for them. And I'm not going to be that phone call they make when there's a problem or an issue because mm-hmm. they know mom will freak out. And yeah. so I think as our kids get older, we realize, hmm, you know, for them to, to have that influence in their life, to have that voice in their life and be that call that they make, we've got to be healthy people. And that yes. means looking at ourselves and kind of working on those things that, like you said, nobody tells you, nobody tells you mm-hmm. to work on them. Nobody really, mm-hmm. a lot of times we just get in these habits and you know, and a good example I think about that a lot of moms can relate to is that we put a lot of effort as our kids are in the middle school and high school years, helping them cultivate good friendships. You know, have so mm-hmm. many moms are hosting parties or Bible studies. Let me drive them around. They're mm-hmm. doing anything, having food at their house to help their kids build good friendships. But what we're doing is sometimes we're neglecting our friendships or we don't have the energy for our friendships because we're so invested in their lives. Yeah. And so in that, in, that, in that case, you know, the self-care really is not selfish if you're just pulling back a little bit saving Mm -hmm. some of that energy for our own adult relationships, because Mm -hmm. those are the relationships that will be able to help us. Okay. Help me. I'm struggling with anger issues or Mm -hmm. anxiety or, um, you know, a a counselor friend was once telling me that, you know, moms will sometimes ask her like, what if my child's not loving me the way that I want to be loved? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say that it's really not about you. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. And that's so hard for us as parents because we just want them to love us in the way that we're desiring. But, but we're really called to love them the way that God loves us. Just mm. like said, that strong, compassionate parent. Um, yep. But to be in that position, to be able to give that, um, yeah. not, not knowing if we're going to get it back, we've got to mm-hmm. be healthy from the inside yes. out. Absolutely. I, I, I've totally can relate to that. And I've heard from so many people who have said, you know, especially raising boys, I think it's hard sometimes to connect because they might love a little bit differently. They might respond to you differently. You don't have that same, you know, just being a different gender, I think can make things complicated. And so moms are like, I just want him to love me like he did when he was a toddler. And, and yet, like you said, like your friend said, it's, it's not about you and you get to be the adult and, and 
continue to parent from a place of security, stability, strength. And the good news is I can say as a mom of boys who are older now, it it does come back to you and they do love you and they do see it and feel it. They just don't always know how to communicate it when they're young. Um, But on this topic of self-care, I love that you mentioned the ripple effect it has when we care for ourselves. And this is something that's come up for me now, especially as my boys are in college, but what it means to set an example and to be able to say, you know, I need counseling or I'm going through a hard time and to be able to own it. I think we sometimes feel like we have to put on a front, like we're perfect parents and we've got it all together. We have all the answers, but what that does for our kids when we can be human and we can confess that we're struggling or in a difficult season. um, Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. You know, I think we have to remember, and you, I see this so much in my work with teenage girls, that all they see is perfection. Mm-hmm. And there is a mentality. The world is telling our kids that one mistake and your life is over. You know, mm-hmm. one mistake will ruin you. They Cancel. look online and that's mm-hmm. all they see is perfection. And so if mm-hmm. all they see is perfection from their parents, then you know, they're going to feel like something's wrong and defective about them. Mm, so yeah. I'm not saying we do not need to take our adult problems to our children. We don't no. want to more <laughs> on them that we need to be taken to a counselor or other adults. Right. But I do think I have, as my girls have gotten older, I'm like, I'm doing them a service. I mean, obviously I don't have to hide it very much because it's pretty obvious that I'm imperfect. <laughs> I make mistakes all the time and I see so there. So I'm like, I'm supposed to be this perfect role model, but I'm like, no, I'm no. a better role model when I'm honest and I'm teaching yes. them to be honest and helping them yes. look at themselves. And so you know, just letting them see your humanity. And I think about when my mom passed away two years ago mm-hmm. that I was, I was like, I don't know how to do this. I had all these big mm-hmm. emotions. Like I do not mm-hmm. know how to grieve her. And I was trying to remember how she grieved her mother. Like, how do mm-hmm. I do this? And I couldn't because I was a little girl when it happened and I was mm-hmm. just craving that example. And so yeah. I realized then I was like, my girls, this will be them one day. And I'm mm-hmm. going to let them see me grieve. I'm not going to pretend like mm-hmm. everything's okay. I'm going to let myself be sad. I'm clearing my calendar for at least a month and Mm. I'm going to let them see me work through this in a healthy way. And so one night my daughter was listening to me, a friend had called to check in and, and I was aware that she was listening. And I told my friend, I was like, I just, you know, had a good cry this morning. It was bad, but I feel better now. And I'm just, I'm so thankful you checked in. And anyway, Mm. I told her some other things. And my daughter, when I got off the phone was like, wow, mom, you are so honest. Mm. And I told her, I was like, I am really needing my friends right now. I'm needing support and they can't help me if I'm not honest with them. Mm. And so she got it, you know, she nodded. And I was hoping that all along, I'm like, this is a teaching moment for her, that she's going to be grieving some losses in her life. And I I don't want her doing it alone. I want her reaching Mm. out to her friends and relying on her friends. And it reminds me of the college girl who even a college friend that we have and her parents had gone through a divorce one summer and she told her friends, she reached out to them and said, I'm not okay. Like I need mm-hmm. y'all to check on me. And yeah. I commended her. I was like, that takes a lot of courage, but that's so yeah. smart. You know, yes. the, the ones I worry about are not the girls like you. The ones mm. I worry about who think they can do it all alone yeah. and you can't. And that's when the enemy can really get in there and make us believe a lot more lies than what we already might be. But I think mm-hmm. God created us to need community. He loves us through other people. And so mm. we need to teach our children that too. Oh, that is solid. I just resonate with all of this so much. I'm glad you wrote the book that has been on my heart so that I didn't have to do it because I just love everything in here. You tell a lot of your personal journey, which I didn't know before, so I won't spoil that for people, but things that I absolutely related to. I love all that, and I know that listeners will also. Um, Lastly, let's give just a message to the moms out there. I know I've got some overachievers listening. I've got the moms that just want to be perfect. They want to do it all right. Right. Can you just encourage us why we don't need to be the perfect parent? 
Right. I think that um, I think you get to the, the point of parenting that you and I are. We've been doing this for 20 years and I'm kind of past the whole perfection because I've, I've stumbled and messed up more times than I can count. But I can say after parenting for 20 years, you see that God's grace really mm. is bigger than any mistake that we make. And when we think that we're in control of our kid's future and one thing wrong that we do is going to ruin their life forever, we're giving too much credit and power to ourselves. Yep. And, you know, even if we do make a huge mistake that we have, we serve a God of mercy and a God of mm-hmm. redemption. And if we can go give that mistake to him with a truly contrite heart, mm-hmm. ask him to help us, ask him to guide mm-hmm. us, help, help us be wiser moving forward. He will answer that prayer. You know, and even mm-hmm. my book, Love Her Well, I mean, that started I'm crying on the floor with that in that mm-hmm. book at the beginning because I was parenting completely wrong. I was parenting mm-hmm. with a lot of pride and I did not see it. And I never thought I would start the sto- start the, a book with that story because I didn't no. want anybody to know in the moment. Right. Once I humbled myself, I asked God to open my eyes to what I was doing wrong, if anything, which was a lot. But once <laughs> I did that, he really, he worked the miracles in our family. And I think mm-hmm. that just trusting that and knowing that, you know, we are, yes, we're our kids' parents, but we're also their sister in Christ. If we're a father, mm-hmm. we're their father, their brother in Christ. And mm-hmm. so just really seeing that big picture and that, mm-hmm. you know, we're all God's children. We're here mm-hmm. to help our children, but we're also on a journey ourselves and to give ourselves a lot of grace along the way. I love that. It's, you've said it so well. We need to keep pointing them to the only perfect one. And I think that's the best thing we can do. We're not doing them any favors. If if we were perfect, then what's that right. going to do but take away from what they really need, which is a perfect Savior? Thank you, Carrie. Such, such good stuff here and so much more even in the book. So we're going to link to all that in the show notes. If people want to just find you and follow you online right now, can you tell everyone where they can go? Yes. I'm probably most active on Instagram and Facebook. It's under Carrie Kampakis. And then um, I also have the Girl Mom podcast, which thanks to you, you helped me get all that started. Um, I'm not I'm not very regular in posting, but um, but I do enjoy Good when that. You do. Yeah. And then um, and then I have a blog too on my website. Right, and you continue to write blog posts. Yes, which yes. I love, and Thank I. You want to do more of myself, but I love that you've continued that. They're always so good. Okay. Well, we'll be linking to all that and uh, just congratulations on a beautiful book, beautiful in the, on the cover as well as beautiful words throughout. So thank you. And thanks for taking time to hang out with us today. Of course. Anytime. I loved it, Monica. Thank you. All right. Take care. Right, friends, hope you've enjoyed this encouraging conversation. Find links to all the things we talked about over in show notes. And can I just remind you that my favorite way to connect with all of you is through my email subscribers. Every Wednesday morning, I send out an email. I try to make it short and sweet, but I try to pack in some good stuff, some links to interesting things. If I've seen something great online or watched a movie or find a song or a favorite Instagram feed, that's where I share it. It's also where I share any big news I have first. Of course, it's free. And you can become an email subscriber by going to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. I like to take really good care of my subscribers. So I hope you'll become part of the crew. And I also love it if you're already in that group. If you hit reply on my emails and just say hi. I read every email and I love to hear from you. All right. Also, be sure to track me down on social media. If you're on Instagram, you can find me at monicaswanson underscore. And I've also been getting pretty active back over on my other feed, which is called at 
healthy, happy, and free, come find me over there. See what I'm up to. I love to talk about um, mindset related to food, our weight, and our health. And I've got a really cool community of women who just are such an encouragement to me. And so I love to share fun stuff over there as well. So hope to see you online. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.